Welcome back to Off the Net. I'm your host, BJ Picard. Thanks for hitting the download button. I don't know what the weather looks like where you are, but up here in the 414, the sun is shining, the snow is melting, and AFL training camps are in full swing, which means we are just about ready to kick off AFL 2-8, the 28th season of the Arena Football League. We don't know yet where my guest today is going to be playing in 2015, but I would be willing to bet he won't stay on the market too much longer, since he leads all active AFL players in career sacks with 46.5 over his last five seasons in the league. After a record-breaking career at Adrian College, he spent time in the AF2 with the Albany Conquest and Peoria Pirates before making the jump to the AFL in 2010. Since then, he's become a four-time All-Arena selection and one of the most respected pass rushers in the game today. He's a free agent for now, but something tells me that won't last much longer. Mike Lewis, welcome to Off the Net. I appreciate it, man. Anytime, anytime. Well, I'm going to hit you with the big question right off the bat because inquiring minds want to know, how are you feeling about your Lions today? I mean, is Haloti not a suitable replacement for Ndamukong Sue? Haloti <laughs> not a, yeah, that is a suitable replacement. You know, it, it's tough, you know, seeing two leaders, you know, because I consider myself the general manager of the Detroit Lions for the people. It's tough, but, man, I guess it's a part of the business. But Haloti not a, should feel it just fine. <laughs> Well, I was really happy as a Packer fan for like 10 seconds there when Sue was gone and he didn't have anybody, but I think Nada's going to be pretty good there too. He is. He is. He's going to be a dominant presence uh, in that middle. You know, it's, it's, I don't know, it's kind of bittersweet, man, you know, because you, you understand what the guys are going through and, you know, the free agent process and, you know, but at the same time, you want your team to win. But, you know, it, congratulations to Sue. You know, he's got his money. he got a nice deal for him. But, you know, welcome, Haloti Nata. Well, you know, there's actually another big question fans are asking right about now, and that is we're almost a week into training camp, and a four-time all-arena defensive end isn't on anybody's roster. What's going on, man? Well, good. We're excited to have you back on the field. What is AFL training camp like for a player? You've been through several with a couple different teams, so what's this first week routine typically like for you guys? Uh, the first week is more like a meet and greet, and you know, you meet the, the, the coaches, the front office people, and you know, a couple of your teammates, and then you, the physicals and all that. You kind of get all that done and out the way. And then uh, you put the pads on after, like, day four or five and stuff like that. You know, it's like a it's like a normal training camp. You know, just, you know, as a player, the most important thing to it is to kind of stick with your routine and, you know, make sure that you're, you know, you're flexible, you're strong. And most importantly, when you're a rookie, you got to make sure you study so that you know the plays and, you know, especially on offense. So, yeah, it's a, you know, there's a lot of things that go into it, but, you know, training camp is, is a good experience. Now, you were originally a running back coming into college. How'd you transition over to defensive end? I was actually a running back in high school, and then I got a summer job at Burger King, and, you know, went from 180 to 225 in one summer, so I was never allowed to play. Well, I was a receiver, I'm sorry, a receiver at first. 
then from 
played the Iowa Barstones a couple times. I had a pretty good game, and uh, you know, John Gregory um, contacted me and wanted me to uh, come into training camp. And that that was a tough training camp. You know, it was shoulder pads on right away. You know, and uh, it was it was real hard. I, I made the team basically off our scrimmage against Tulsa, the Tulsa Talents that we played against, and. Uh, you know, it was it was it was hard. You know, it, it was real hard. You know, I was just coming off a knee injury, and you know, it was tough breaking that roster, getting on that team. But you know, it was all worth it, man. Just you know, persistence, prayer, and you know, just just going out there and playing some football, man. You went on to become part of the Sac Lake City crew in Utah over the next couple of seasons. First of all, Sac Lake City is one of the best nicknames ever. But how competitive is it in the locker room when you got all that talent on the field together? Because I know how much you defensive linemen love your stats. That's right. We do love our stats. You know, got to get them stats. You know, it was, you know, it wasn't that hard when we were in, um, you know, Salt Lake, you know, Sac Lake City. Um, we pushed each other in practice, you know, so coming to games, it was nothing. Because, I mean, remember, in Utah, you're almost, you know, 2,500 feet above sea level. So you can barely breathe in practice. So come to game. You know, it was kind of easy. Um, you know, playing with, you know, Caesar and Joe um, Mortensen and Kieran uh, Mace, you know, playing with those guys, I mean, they were kind of fun. You know, we just went out there, like, we're not going to worry about our individual uh, achievements. We're not going to worry about that. We're going to worry about our team and, you know, how many sacks we get collectively as a unit. And we got ten and a half sacks one game, which is an AFL record. I, I don't know if it's... I don't know if it's broken or not, but, you know, that was an AFL record for then. And, you know, we just had fun, man. And, you know, arena football in Salt Lake City has got to come back, man. Those fans are just too passionate in the pretty city, man. It was just so much fun. It was the most fun I had playing arena football. You've made it to the last few Arena Football Hall of Fame ceremonies, and you seem like a guy to whom legacy is really important. Now, to me personally, the Hall of Fame ceremony is probably my favorite night of the AFL year, but for you as a player, what have you enjoyed about getting to go to those events? Legacy is extremely important. It gives me a, um, an appreciation for our league. Um, it gives an appreciation really for the players of the past who kind of paid the way um, for us as players. Um, and then when you get there, you get to speak to you know, the guys get to speak to the Cedric Barnhurst, the, the, the James Barons, the, um, the Kyle Moore Browns, the Mike Hollinses, um, you know, Jerry Kerr's. You, know, you get to speak to a lot of these, these guys that have been in the league for a long time, been in this business for a long time. And you just kind of learn about the process and learn, you know, where it's been and where it wants to go. And, you know, it, it's just an honor. You know, to see those guys and to know that their legacy, their play, will forever, forever be remembered there in the Hall of Fame. You know, the Hall of Fame is something that no one can take away from you. You know, once you're in there, you know, they can't pull you out of it. So it's humbling and it's it's something that I aspire to be. Me and Coach Daly was, you know, Coach Daly is one of those mentors in the league that, you know, I think players today will probably benefit from, but those long conversations with Coach Daly, man, those are those are helpful, man. Those help you through because you know we're not, you know, we have to do a little bit more. You know, we're trying to get this this game and 
you know, there's notoriety and the speed of play at a, at a top-notch level, a level that's competitive uh, to the National Football League. And, you know, people like that can help. I couldn't agree more. Mike Daly is one of the best people I've met while being involved in this league. I mean, he's a Hall of Fame coach, first of all. You know, he's the kind of guy that you love and respect and admire and who you'd run through a wall for. But I think one of the things that I love most about him is that when you're talking to him, no matter who you are, he makes you feel like you're the most important person in the world. And it's genuine. That's just the kind of guy he is. And man, that induction speech that he did a couple years ago. It's one of the best induction speeches I've seen in any sport, any Hall of Fame. He's just first class all the way. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. 100%. Uh, while we're on the topic of the Hall of Fame, you know, you're going to finish your career with Hall of Fame caliber numbers. 46 and a half sacks coming into this season, the most among active AFL players. Sam Hernandez holds the AFL record with 60 and a half. How important to you is reaching that milestone? You know, it's just one of those things. Man. He had a great career. Um, I just I just go out there and play, PJ. You know, I don't, I don't really want to do it for the record. You know, I just want to do it for my teammates, man. And you know, a lot of those sacks, all of those sacks are, are from you know my team and you know the work we put in on the field and stuff like that. So you know, I'm not really too concerned about the record. You know, it, it, of course it would be something nice to have, but you know, I'm not concerned about it. I just you know like to go out there and play and be out there with my teammates. So what does the future hold for Mike Lewis? I mean, you've been at this arena football thing for a while. How much longer do we get to see you in action, and what are you looking to do after your playing career is over? Oh, wow. Uh, uh, you've got good questions. Uh, I want to get a general manager. You know, I want to be a GM. You know, I want to kind of uh, play a personnel. I want to get into things like that. And I want to play this game uh, as long as I can, man. You know, you only get you only get a certain amount of time to play professional football, or football in general. And uh, I think right now is my time, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited about playing this season coming up. And uh, you know, we'll see, we'll see how far it goes. We'll see. Good. Are you a social media guy? I mean, how can fans interact with you? I'll ask. I'll answer any and all questions. You know, uh, Lewis to Mike um, on Twitter. Uh, you know. That's where they can interact with me, you know, post, ask anything. I like to retweet, you know, when fans, you know, put things up, you know, kind of give them some love back. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really it. That's about it, man. Good deal. Well, Mike, it's been great chatting with you today, man. Oh, man, anytime, man, anytime. You know, it was, you know, it's always an honor to do one of these interviews and things of that nature. You know, to hear a little old me. You know, what I got to say is always cool, man. It's always cool. But don't think I forgot. I don't want them to forget, man. Them players didn't vote me on the top 50. I'm not very happy about that. I'm not going to lie to you, PJ. Well, let's talk about that for a minute because you're right. I think you have a legitimate gripe here. Four straight All-Arena seasons, and somehow you're left off the top 50. It was good for the 50, don't get me wrong. Very proud of them. Very good for them. But they didn't even vote me the top 50, PJ. I'm, I'm stunned. You know, I think you got reason to be, man. Just for the sake of argument, where would you have ranked yourself on that list? You know, I don't want to step on any of them players' toes because all 50 are, are good players. You know, they do their thing. But to be absolutely honest with you, I'm stunned about so I don't play this game to, you know, be in the top 50. You know, I like to be, uh, I like to have a legendary 
career, you know, and not just one good year. But yeah, I was kind of stunned, BJ. I don't know what's wrong with the players in there. I thought they actually had a level of intelligence and a level of knowing how to pick players and a level of, you know, some type of uh, smartness. But I obviously see that our fans and their voting are actually smarter than some of these players. So, you know, shout out to the fans. But <laughs> I was stunned I didn't make the top 50. I was stunned. Mike Lewis bringing the heat on off the net. I love it. This is a fierce conversation, people. I was so stunned, man. So, a couple of you guys, man. I'm going to figure out, you know, who was doing all the voting, what was going on. And they don't have to see me this year on that football field. I'm going to make sure that, you know, we don't change the minds of some voters. <laughs> Man, I do not doubt that for a second, and I can't wait to see it. Mike, it was a blast talking with you today. Thank you so much for being on the show. Absolutely, man. Some news will be coming out soon, man. I'll, you know, pick a team and, you know, hopefully step into camp and finish up there, man. All right. Well, we're looking forward to seeing it. BJ, man, it's a pleasure, man. Hope all is well, and I'll hear from you real soon. Well, there you have it. Mike Lewis, ladies and gentlemen. All fired up about the AFL Top 50. And, you know, I can't argue with him. I think his complaint is valid. And if I were an AFL quarterback, I might be lobbying my general manager to make a move for that guy. Because he was already one of the quickest guys off the line to begin with. And now he feels like he's got something to prove. Yikes. I'll tell you what, though. Mike Lewis with a chip on his shoulder? It's going to be fun to watch this year. Anywho, that's going to do it for this week's show. I want to once again thank my guest today, pass rush extraordinaire Mike Lewis. Keep an eye on that transaction wire, folks. And remember, if you like today's show and you want to hear more, be sure to subscribe absolutely free of charge on iTunes or on SoundCloud, whichever you prefer. That way you'll never miss an episode, and you can listen whenever and wherever you want. It blows my mind. We've got people listening to this right now as they're driving down the Autobahn in Germany. Danke, my friends. That's awesome. So thank you so much wherever you are. It's been fun. Until we meet again, I'm BJ Picard. Thanks for listening.